Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Well, hi there. You might be wondering what this episode is all about. I gave a hint at the end of Anne's, but to save the suspense, I think that unsung stories might be finishing up. I have wrestled for months now on how to farewell the show or more, as I say, publicly put it on pause, but I think deep in my heart, I know that this might be it. I actually don't know how to, I don't know how to write this episode. I've always had the intent of serving you and talking about what is most helpful for you, the listener. So is that to explain my processes? Is that to explain what's going on for me? I don't know. But what I do know is that I want to be faithful to what God has entrusted to me. And while I wholeheartedly believe that he gave me this show to steward, he first gave me four beautiful children and a husband and a local church family that I love. And I want to serve more and be more available to them. And I have always seen Unsung Stories as a ministry, though I got to the end of last year and I needed a break. I didn't realize how tired I was. I didn't realize how hard having four kids was until you have a two-year-old in the house. Like Sarah in her episode on identity mentioned a ball analogy, which has been really helpful, but we're juggling all of these balls. And sometimes we need to figure out which ones are glass and which ones will bounce and let go of the ones that will bounce. I was holding this podcast too highly as a glass ball, but it is one that needed to bounce. Since having a break with the intent of figuring out, does this need to stop? Does it need to hit pause? What do I do? I did think that this was a ministry for me. I can actually see how this podcast was fueling me and my desires far more than I realized. I initially thought I was putting it aside so I could serve my family and church and did wrestle with that. But as the dust has settled and I have learned to let go, so many confronting things have risen. My identity, where I found value, how I wanted to spend my time, how I wanted to use my brain to show I had a brain, what fueled me, what I enjoyed, what I wanted for my life. And that's pretty ugly and it was confronting to be facing that the last few months. And really at the heart of it, of considering, do I stop or hit pause or what do I do was you, my dear listener, who I love. And I truly have seeked, sought to serve wholeheartedly for the last two years. I desperately want you to hear the truth of the gospel and to be reminded of how God is at work in you in the hard parts of motherhood in the mundane and ordinary or in the incredible suffering that we experience as mothers. I really believe that our culture is so full of lies and just spins so much crap about our identity and motherhood is so degraded and undervalued. And so I just really wanted to have this place that spurred you on to keep going, to be intentional, to be a servant, to put your sin to death. And to remind you that Jesus is coming, but also that he is with you in motherhood. And to encourage you to serve him wholeheartedly, to be joyful in laying down your life for those around you. And it's funny because stopping and then struggling with stopping, I need that reminder myself. But also has this 
show run its course. I was chatting to a friend about it and I was, I feel like I'm having the same conversation over and over again. Or has this conversation been done enough that it's actually set out what it intended to do? Maybe, I don't know. Do we keep going? I'm not sure. But he helpfully said, yeah, it's kind of like you write a book. You don't keep writing the same book. You've written the book and it's done. And so I'm like, has the book been written? I'm not sure. I hope so. Is there more to say? Certainly. Am I the person to say it? I don't know. That's just where I'm at. And I feel like it is complete madness to stop the show where I've stopped. I think I actually hit pause because it was going so well by numerical value. It's growing. It's a success. The world will tell you it is madness to stop in the peak of popularity when it's growing and has traction. So I got to this point, which I think tipped me over the edge where I had to really wrestle with how to decide if a ministry is worth investing in. And I don't think that answer is simply because it's popular or well-liked. And so last year, the, this show had reached this point where I either needed to turn it into a full-time gig, meant that I reached this point where I needed to turn it into a charity so I could ask for financial assistance and funding. As a family, we have funded this whole thing. We've tried employing virtual assistants over time, but not being able to afford someone in a capacity that would actually ease my burden. It just became this, I'm having to manage someone to do some work, but the amount of work I could give them, it just was better for me to just do it myself. But then you're never going to grow if only one person is running it. It has just been too much work for me on my own. The answer I saw for growing it was to ask for funding and to turn it into a charity, but then I, it just snowballs and it becomes this thing bigger than Ben-Hur I feel I'm having to deal with failure, which I know we talk about a lot on this show, is failing this own standard that we put on ourselves. And I definitely am having to work through that. And I could sit here and tell you everything we've, my husband and I have tried to do to keep this sustainable, but it's just not really working. And it was as I started this conversation with a number of people on how to gear up and take it to that next level, I was seeing that it was going to take too much time away from my family and I'd end up running a charity with something that I was trying to use my hobby in a helpful way and as a form of ministry I think I just was getting a little bit burnt out maybe that's where I'm coming to in all of this so without wanting all of that to be like a counseling session or oversharing or any of that's where I'm at but it's my baby and I love it and I know how much people love it. I've called people who were on the show previously who all have been really beautiful in helping me shape this decision and saying, oh, but it's so good and sharing the good things that I didn't even anticipate this show would have and how unifying it's been. And I've seen it in my own church and among the women who have shared initially, it was you really get to know people at a deeper level, stopping and hearing their stories. And if I could encourage anyone listening that I actually do think our stories are powerful and how little we actually stop and listen to people. I've never interviewed anyone in my life before studying this show. So <laughs> cocky, arrogant, I'm not sure. I didn't think I was, but to just assume that I could do something and start a podcast without interviewing someone's pretty, uh, I wouldn't suggest people do that, but I had to learn how to interview people. And I think listening and the listening skills that I was YouTubing, like how to be a better listener, but stopping and asking more questions and I think actually being brave to ask people about how they're feeling, being okay to sit in the uncomfortableness, knowing that their answers might be hard to listen to, 
not giving unsolicited advice, all of those things, if we can practice these skills, I think our churches would be more richer through it. Maybe not our churches, but our relationships in churches, that might be better to say. And I've been really conscious of what to say in this last episode because I have wanted to deeply think through if this is the last time I have the mic, uh, what would I encourage mothers today? And I've been drawing a blank, really. I thought I'd have something profound, but I don't. And that's humbling. So if I could leave you with what I set out with, which is, it's actually what I wrote down of what I wanted the podcast to be or what I would love mothers to know. So that would be to be faithful, to choose to be obedient to God, to be content with failure, to constantly evaluate where you're being sinful, relying on your own strength, to take seriously being in community with God's people, to keep your eyes on Jesus. He knows how humbling being a servant can be and be like your Lord. There is nothing like motherhood that has shown me truly what it is to put someone else before you. And when I really deeply struggle with that, I think Jesus is the ultimate answer to laying down your life for another. And what a beautiful model we have. Something helpful that I have learnt through this podcast um, is to constantly ask, what is the lie? What is the truth? Now that I know that, how am I going to reorientate myself? And I can see that in all aspects of my life when I'm feeling big feelings, when I'm struggling with something. But to know that truth, you have to be in God's word and you have to be putting yourself with God's people. So keep seeking him. I think that's the only thing that we have to cling to is our saviour and that this world sees Christians and the gospel and the truth of God's word is madness, but keep clinging to it and keep choosing to be obedient above all else. I have a few interviews lined up that I wanted to finish those conversations. So though they might pop up sporadically as I truly keep this a hobby, although it is expensive to keep podcasts going. So it may shut down. I'm not sure. Like we'll see how we go over the next few months. But yeah, if I Mel Sheath's episode a few weeks ago, I called it We Are All Sinful Mums. Originally it was like, what is a good mum? But when I was chatting with her, and I can't remember if we included it in the show, but I spoke to her months and months ago now. And in it, she said that she was learning about what is a good mum. And I asked her, Mel, what is a good mum? And she said, Laura, a good mum is one that no matter what she is thinking or feeling or struggling with or going through, she keeps pointing herself to Jesus and encouraging her kids to do the same. Can leave it there with Mel Sheath. Be a good mum and keep, no matter what you are thinking and feeling, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling with, keep pointing yourself to Jesus. Take it seriously. I apologize in advance for how long this will be. Hopefully it may be helpful and if not, you can skip it. But I have a book called Every Moment Holy and there are a bunch of liturgies and there's a liturgy for how I feel but also how I see many women feel in motherhood. So It's a liturgy for those who have not done great things for God and it is long-winded, <laughs> so bear with me. How many times have I been told, O oh Christ, by well-meaning people, 
that it is my destiny and my charge to go out into the world and do great things for you. How many times in response have I prayed earnestly asking you that you would bring such things to pass, that you might use me mightily for the work of your kingdom? How many times have I then waited expectantly and waited for that great thing, whatever it may be, to be made obvious? How many times have I felt then the gradually settling weight of disillusionment, of disappointment and confusion, when no great thing materialized and no life-changing opportunity suddenly arrived at my doorstep, when no such moment of call or clarity was ever manifest at all? In the confused afterglow of those receding anticipations, I am always faced again with the unglamorous reality of my own life of my own ongoing failures, simply to love well the people around me, and of my own ever-present struggle, even to desire and to pursue a path of righteousness and obedience in my own small daily choices and habits. I am faced again with the same litany of tired old temptations, towing their attendant shames, And in such times I am left, O Lord, wondering if I have somehow missed your call completely, and whether I might just as well abandon this pilgrim path entirely, for I fear that you must see me as I see myself, unfit for any service to you, or to your people, or to this world. So tell me, my God, where is the disconnect between that life rife with breathtaking demonstrations of your power that I am told should be the hallmark of my walk with you? Where is the disconnect between those fantastic notions and the reality of my actual life which is filled with petty frustrations, mundane responsibilities and constant reminders of my own failure to wear the name of Christ? What is wrong that I should even desire to do great things for you, Jesus? Am I amiss to plead that I might be mightily used in your works? Do I need more faith? more righteousness, more of your spirit? Or have you simply judged me unworthy of your service? Where, O Lord, do I go from here? The next part is called the intercessor, and it might be read by any of the priesthood of believers, which is the body of Christ. O child of God, listen well and be comforted. He has never judged you unfit for any service he has called you to, For it is in Christ's righteousness he has clothed you, and his measure of greatness has never been your own. If you would pray to do great things for your God, then you must pray such prayers without regard for how they should be answered. Pray them knowing that in his true holy reckoning, such greatness will most often be expressed in long patience of humble and sacrificial servanthood and not in any pursuit promising a rise to power, position, or prestige. His might is most often played out as the grace that cradles and transcends our brokenness and poverty of spirit. If you would be so broken that the light of His grace might be more visible within you, shining from your chipped seams and shattered fragments, then by all means make such earnest requests of Him. Make them with sincerity and without reservation. But if the root of your prayer is rather some desire for a heightened prominence or sense of accomplishment and worth, either in your own eyes or in the eyes of others, then it would be better not to pray such prayers at all. 
Examine well your heart and motives before asking that his greatness may be displayed in your life. When he answers, it will not be on your terms. For it is not you that will be doing any great thing for God, but God laboring in you and through you who will greatly accomplish his own good purposes according to the workings of his sovereignty and love. Be liberated now from this burden of believing that anything depends on you and so be liberated at last to give yourself to his joyful service in grateful response for the grace he has lavished upon you. You have till now been too invested in the results of your own efforts and if those outcomes were a thing you could ever know or measure in this life. Be invested instead, child, in simple obedience to your king and in long faithfulness to his call, shepherding daily those gifts and tasks and relationships he has entrusted to you, regardless of outcomes or appearances. He will bring all things right in his way and in his time. All he asks is your willingness. Your heart is in his hands, your way is in his hands, your days are in his hands. Be content in the station he has appointed you in this season, and yet be ever ready to move at the impulse of his love. Tend well to those things that are before you, however humble they are, and he will lead you in time to other good works he has appointed for you, whether big or small, is of no matter. He attaches no numbers to your service. It is your heart and your faithfulness he appraises. Seek not your own glory. Seek God and his glory will be seen in you, radiant in humility and in the strength of his might be made manifest even in your brokenness, evident even in the smallest of services rendered unto him or offered in his name, even though they may be seen by no one but you and him. Your reward is secure. Father God, I pray for every mum listening to this show. I thank you and I praise you for them. I thank you for all you have entrusted. How great are the little people you have entrusted to us. And as mums, more often than not, we feel like we want to do a great thing with what you have given us, yet are so confronted with the failure we see in ourselves every day. What an opportunity we have to turn to you and to depend on you and to point our kids and our families to you. So God, please come alongside every mum who is listening to this show. Help her find contentment in you alone, to find contentment with what you've given her today and help her be obedient and seek faithfulness what is in her hands today. Please help her know that Her heart is in your hands and help us all be content in the season that we're in and what you've entrusted with us today. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for our Christian community that we have here, for our churches and our family in Christ. Thank you, God, for giving us you. Help us. Help us live out our lives humbly committed to you. Thank you for Jesus and the example he was for us. The ultimate servant laying down glory, 
honour for taking sin upon him for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.